0: Hey everybody, welcome to Nowhere to Run. Thanks for tuning in. You can go to the website which is NowhereToRunRadio.com and there it sort of serves as a hub for all the different projects I'm doing. So come to the website, check it out. Uh, You can throw the comments in on stuff like that, so uh, register on the site there. You can also sign up to uh, receive email alerts for new posts and things like that. This episode we've got a few things to cover, one of which is a new video that uh, I've just done. And the title is, uh, what did I title it? Did the, was the Bible changed or was the Bible written or changed by the Illuminati? I think is maybe what the t- title was. It's essentially a question that in one form or another gets asked with extreme regularity. So much so that it just over time it was like, I, I've got, I've developed this argumentation, um, for this question without really meaning to, because I've just had to do it so many times that um, with emails and things like that, that it just, I mean, it was pretty natural. Although, there was a lot of extra research and things that I did uh, for this particular video. It's only about 10 minutes long. It's intended to just be something quick, and I think that that's kind of the way that you gotta got to work nowadays with the new medium of Videos And I I really think that videos are kind of like, in a way, you know, painting. um, It's a medium, you know. I mean, it's like a thought painting. Um, And the 10-minute part of it is sort of its own little task. Can you explain this concept in 10 minutes? I think it's a challenge, and it's also like it kind of makes it more of an art form, I think. Not that, you know full-length videos aren't art forms or more of art forms or whatever. Just, I was just thinking of that because I was thinking of a new video that I wanted to make, which was explaining about another question that I just – this isn't something that people ask, but it's something I kind of want to mention, is that the psychology of how it is that people are dece- – Oh, hey. Sorry. That's my uh, egg timer. I told you guys I got an egg timer that goes off. Um. I totally have my time like on an egg timer now, like I don't remember what i what that hour was supposed to be about, but it was something um anyway, that's what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the new video that was um about how people get deceived intelligent people get deceived in the in the in the truth movement because it's sort of basic psychology, they are traumatized by the fact that the world isn't uh how they once perceived that it was and then have to rebuild that paradigm with uh, dirty material, as it were. And I've explained that many times, and I I probably won't get into that right now because um, I'm trying to get this show done really quickly because uh, I have to go sell um, a video camera here in a little bit because I have just started Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University in which he tells me to uh, sell everything, and so that's exactly what I'm doing. And I will tell you this about Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. It is... I've had my, you know, views about Dave Ramsey and his system for for a long time, and I, you know, knew pretty much about it, but this is the thing, that it's, it's this kit, I mean... Basically, it's a kit that comes with like a bunch of audio CDs that's for, you know from a seminar that he does, and and you get a lot of different stuff in it, like all this you know budgeting software and this envelope system, you know, a nice little thing, and all kinds of different stuff in this kit. It actually costs like a hundred bucks on his website, but we went to Craigslist and got it for sixty bucks. Uh, speaking of me and my fiance, and I'll tell you this, I was sort of skeptical. I mean, I I wanted to do this because I figured, hey, if we get excited about this this idea, then we're, it's going to save us so much money in the long run because we're going to be, you know, really budgeting our money, and it's going to like head a lot of financial problems off at the pass, and it's going to just be a good, good thing. But what I wasn't expecting is that it was going, it was so, it was so encouraging and uplifting. Even the first CD that I was listening to, it, it's got to be it's such a wonderful service to people out there that are like currently right now in just terrible financial situations or whatever that they're like at their worst financial that that's ever thing it's ever been and and you know they've just spent way more money than they even had and they're just in this big hole a lot of people come to this you know uh place uh or come to the financial piece of university it 's not something you actually have to go to, but although the kit does give you free ability to go to whatever i 'm not selling this by the way, but i 'm just telling you that um that 's that 's what it does anyway it 's unbelievably encouraging it 's like this guy has such talent. Of taking pe- a bunch of probably broken people, broken marriages, and financial situations, last chance to make it kind of situation. And not only are they encouraged, but they have like all this hope. It's like hope, hope in a box. Um, and it gets you really fired up about it, you know, and, you know, getting this envelope system sort of done. I, I obviously didn't make the envelope system up, but he did uh, really quantify it really good. And I just think that the thing is beautiful. It's a really beautiful thing because it probably helps a bunch of people. I disagree with him when it comes to investing because we have sort of different outlooks of the uh, you know, how how the world works and things like that. For instance, I mean, he he says to put uh money in mutual funds and that's sort of like, you know, one of his big sorts of things, but you know, I would definitely look to other systems of diversification, just because I don't really have a lot of confidence in the um, the stock market lasting forever and ever and ever. But that's my opinion. But other than that, like 99% of this this system is just so encouraging. And if you're out there and you have, uh, you're at a really weird financial place and finance finances has really messed up your marriage or whatever, this got, um, like me and my uh, fiance are like, oh, we were on the phone last night talking about uh, talking about money and budgeting and stuff. And it was funny. We were like all both just excited, giddy, talking about money uh, and saving it and, you know, doing things right. And it was, like, weird. It was like, you know, we've never really – I mean, we've we've talked about money quite a lot, but we've never really been, like, instead of, like, we're all pumped up about, you know, scrimping and saving and, and making it work and, and all this stuff. So it's it's really – Really something else. So check it out if you get a chance. Uh, like I said, there is it is like a hundred bucks if you buy it from his website. So it's like an investment right there. But the main thing that I've been listening listening to is the CDs there. So if you can find a way just to get those that the CDs that are in there, maybe you can get it for cheaper or whatever. But I, I do recommend getting the whole kit just because it's got all this stuff in there. Okay, so that seemed like a commercial for Dave Ramsey's stuff, but I forgot to talk about the main video that I wanted to, which was, was the Bible written or changed by the Illuminati? That's the question that I can get all the time. And I answered the question in a variety of different ways. And I had great, the great help of Ivan, who has been helping me a lot with uh, videos of this nature. Uh, and he has just done an extremely good job of it. It's, you may notice if you're seeing the video that it's a lot Um, better than the videos that I normally do, so it's really, (laughs) that's why I didn't get all of a sudden better, it's just, it's because uh, Ivan has been really rocking and rolling on that, so um, huge thanks to him, and also we're going to be uh, working on future projects, such as the uh, Catholic tract, which I'll get to in a minute. First, I'm going to play the audio from this video, it's only about 10 minutes long, so uh, hang in there. Quick edit before I get started on this. This is actually going to be just a little bit different than the audio that's on YouTube. This was the original audio that I had before I made just a few edits uh, to make it fit within the time frame. So it's a little bit extra information that uh that it was not in the YouTube video. So here is the audio. Was the Bible written or changed or corrupted by the Illuminati or anyone else? Was it created to control the minds of the masses? The answer to this question is no. And it's probably one of the easiest things in the world to prove. And I will do so in three different ways. Number one, scientifically. Number two, logically or literally. And number three, historically. Scientifically speaking, it's extremely easy to prove. Because there are more fragments of the New Testament than there are for any text in the history of the world. This is important because they are also from vastly different time periods and were discovered in many different countries. So, because of all that, it really means something if all 26,000 or so fragments are in agreement with each other. They're all saying the same thing, other than a few spelling errors and other minor things like that. So, this also means that if the Bible was changed, it would be almost the easiest thing on the planet to prove. All you would have to do is to point to some of the older texts and say, at this point, they all said this. And then, after a certain point, they all began to say that. Also, if this was true, You can bet that instead of people just claiming that the Bible was changed, they would simply prove that the Bible was changed. It would be very easy to do. It is also imperative to understand that the Bible is by far the most scrutinized series of texts in the entire world, and that there are many brilliant scholars who really dislike the Bible. And you might be surprised to find that the educated critics of the Bible don't argue things like the Bible was changed by the Vatican. They are much too familiar with the ancient text to fall for that. With the Old Testament it's even easier to prove that it wasn't changed. You should know that until very recently, about 1947, the oldest copies of the Old Testament were only about a thousand years old. This was because the Jewish writings were destroyed in 70 AD when Rome destroyed the temple where most of the writings were stored. These 1,000-year-old writings were called the Masoretic Texts because a family of scribes called the Masorites owned them. But everything changed in 1947 when the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered, which dated from around 300 to 100 B.C. to 100 A.D. And among the texts, they found fragments from every book in the Old Testament except for Esther. Modern-day Jewish people held their breath awaiting to find out if the ancient scribes had faithfully handed down the scriptures during this 1,000 year gap between the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Masoretic Texts. What they found was that an almost flawless preservation of the text word for word was handed down. It actually wasn't a huge surprise for the Jewish people that the scribes had done such a good job preserving the text over the thousand years because the ancient scribes took their jobs really, really seriously. In fact, it was said that if they messed up even one word, they would actually scrap the whole thing and start over. It was also said that they would ritually bathe every time they wrote the name of God. Now, I want you to consider the absurdity of claims that people like Francis Bacon changed the Old Testament. Because in order to believe that, you have to believe that Francis Bacon not only changed the Masoretic text, but he also discovered the Dead Sea Scrolls hundreds and hundreds of years before anyone else did, and he crawled in there and changed them also. The thing is, even though the scriptures that we have in English are in English, we can use a concordance to find out what the Hebrew words were, and then compare them to the ancient texts, to find out that there is no way that Francis Bacon or anyone else changed the Bible. Some of you might be thinking at this point, Okay, it wasn't changed. I realize that whoever told me that may not have known what they were talking about, but maybe it was written by them in the first place. And in order to prove this wrong, I'm going to move to the next form of argumentation, which is logically and literally. Let's first look at it literally, and I mean this in the sense that the literature of the Bible is extremely anti-Illuminati and actually gives a blueprint for their defeat. As many of you probably know, the Illuminati or New World Order system is very much one based on occult beliefs. The exact same belief system, down to the specific worship of the same Sumerian and Babylonian gods in exchange for power and control, is the very system that page after page of the Bible is exposing and condemning. So let's look at a few examples. The worship of the god Moloch is a good example. This is something that the Bible says that the kings of the earth were doing. Now, the way to worship Moloch was by sacrificing children primarily. They would do this by heating up the metal hands of the statue of Moloch until they were glowing red and then placing babies on them until they died. This again was being done not by uneducated people, but by the kings and queens. This is significant because no one would tell the kings and queens what to do. They were choosing to burn their kids alive as a sacrifice in exchange for power and their offices. More literary examples include when God took Ezekiel and supernaturally showed him what the leaders were doing behind closed doors. He told them to go warn them that God was going to bring judgment on them if they didn't repent. He showed them that the politicians were secretly practicing the occult. He showed them that the worship of Tammuz was going on, which is still a central aspect of the Illuminati religion. And the next thing he showed them was that the secret worship of the sun was going on with the leaders behind closed doors. And so that makes it really hard to believe what I call the zeitgeist version of history. See the movie Zeitgeist Refuted, Final Cut, for more on that. Because once you read about God's judgment on these that secretly worship the sun... It's pretty difficult to imagine that the Bible was encouraging the worship of the sun, not to mention that all the things in Zeitgeist are untrue. And again, see the movie that I mentioned, Zeitgeist Refuted Final Cut, for more on that. The Bible speaks out against what it calls the secret power of lawlessness in many ways. One of my favorite verses is in Psalm 2, where it says, Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Another reason why it's not logical to think that the Illuminati wants us to read the Bible is that the very Illuminati system itself, which is sometimes represented as a pyramid, uh, is a system that requires certain elements in order to function, which are threatened by the Bible. Those elements are the compartmentalization of information within their own system. That is, that the people at the bottom know less about the agenda than the people above them. And the second aspect is secrecy. The Illuminati is a secret society. Secrecy about their intent, about their identities, about their motives, about the nature of their power. It's all supposed to be a secret or it doesn't work. But the Bible exposes all of their secrets. And not only does it expose what they are doing, but also why they are doing it and probably most importantly, how they are defeated. And for more on that, see my video, Russ Dizdar, Exorcism, MPD, SRA, The Black Awakening. History shows that the New World Order has literally done everything in its power to keep the Bible from the public. And that brings me to my last form of argumentation, which is historically. It only took a few years after Jesus' death for the Roman emperors to start to see the Bible and Christianity as a threat to the Roman Empire. It was by the time of the Apostle Paul that the Emperor Nero began his infamous attempt at the extermination of Christians. In fact, the Apostle Paul was recorded to have been beheaded during the persecution of Nero. Nero actually used to have Christians dipped in tar and lit on fire to light his garden. Some say this is where the term Roman candle came from. This killing of Christians continued for almost Three centuries. It records them being fed to the lions like it was a football game or something. In fact, the emperor Diocletian, in around 287 to 305, he ordered all copies of the Bible destroyed. He actually was quoted as saying, the Christian religion is destroyed and the worship of the gods is restored. Obviously, he was wrong. So if you think that the emperors of Rome were trying to encourage people to read the Bible or to become Christians so that they can control their mind, you're not considering history at all. After the fall of Rome, it actually got worse. The Roman Catholic Church eventually demonstrated that Rome had never really fallen at all and had simply began ruling under the guise of the church. Rome's same worship of the ancient Babylonian and Sumerian gods continued under different names, being attempted to be merged with true biblical Christianity. The problem this new merger had was that the Bible clearly debunked the idea of popes and worshiping of Mary and the saints and all this stuff. So people that read the Bible immediately saw through the Roman Catholic Church and saw that they were deceiving people about what the Bible said in order to control them. So they did what you would expect them to do. That is, they made the Bible illegal around 1200. And the translations that they did have were all in Latin. So no one understood what the Bible said for hundreds and hundreds of years. This is the time referred to as the Dark Ages. One thing that you will never get from the so-called teachers in the truth movement is that the Inquisitions began because of Bible-believing Christians. And millions and millions of true Christians were tortured in the most ridiculously brutal ways to get them to renounce the Bible. They were often burned alive with the copy of the Bible that they illegally owned. Now let me ask you, does that sound like the actions of a group that wants people to read the Bible? Let's fast forward to the modern day and ask ourselves the question, do you think that the New World Order has any influence on the state schools or the universities? Well, why are they so anti-biblical? Or do you think that they have control over the music industry or the movie industry, TV shows, newspapers? Well, why are they so anti-biblical. I hope that you'll see that scientifically speaking, logically, and historically the idea that the Illuminati created the Bible in order to control our minds doesn't make any sense. Thanks for your time. Okay, that's it. And I just ask for you to pray for those people that are out there that need that information. And it's more than you might think. I mean, you could just read the comments and be like, wow, everybody believes this. Even the people that subscribe to my um you know, YouTube channel, believe that. And it's probably one of the most common questions that I get. If it's a variation of that, you know, they might not say the Illuminati or something like that, but it's, it's always implied. So please just pray that the Lord gets that to whoever needs it and, uh, you know, does, does whatever he wants to with it. Also pray for the up and coming Catholic tract. Um, I think it's going to be a really good one, but it has a lot more work to do. So there, it's it's been a it's been a uphill battle for all all everybody that's been involved in it has just been a very uh, difficult project and it's nowhere near completed. So, so again, if you have testimonies, if you were a former Catholic and have uh, a testimony, write me something out. You can send it to through the website radio dot com. I could still use it. Um, it would even be better if you could make a video of it and put it on YouTube. But uh, either way you want to do it, I still can, excuse me, I still can use those, so uh, keep them coming, and that project is still is still under construction. So kind of a short show tonight, but I will also be on the Freedomizer Radio Show tomorrow night, which will be Thursday night, and I will be on Frank and Chris Show tonight, like we am every week, every Wednesday night, and then also. The verse-by-verse uh, verse Bible study is now a weekly show, so you can go check that out. It's, it's not live, but it is uploaded Monday night, every night. So uh, subscribe over there at versebyversebibleteaching.com for more information on that, and I hope to see you around. Thanks.